you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What is happening here? Exactly right. And what's up, everybody? It is Power Rankings presented by Energizer. I'm Colleen Wolf with Dan Hansis. What is happening with your rankings? I mean, Dan, listen. Wow, coming in hot, Connie. It's week two. Accusatory right off the bat. I know. I mean, honestly, I feel like we owe ourselves a congratulations at this point because we did make it through the first week of the we season. Did. We got through Feels good. that first Sunday. It was looming large. I feel like it's uh, sort of time to, to celebrate yeah, a little this, bit. All the summertime narratives that we were also sick of talking about. And then last week, we were sick of talking about how the summertime narratives are about to disappear. Now we're talking about reactions to week one. And as it happens every year, Connie, on power rankings, what it looks like entering week one looks very different. I think 30 of the 32 teams moved in the first week. And uh, people would say, oh, bad job by you. No, this is how it works. Mm -hmm. A season takes shape and takes form. And I'm along for the ride with everybody else. I, it, it must be really difficult, though, because my brain basically melted watching week one. So to not overreact because we all overreact. We only have this to work off of. So, of course, it, it took an entire season of building up to this first week. But we're all guilty, by the way. I know. After I, I was so furious watching Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson botch the end Ooh. of the Monday night game. My exact uh, tweet. I am out on the 22 Denver Broncos. And it's like, well, you're the power ranking guy. So yeah. yeah, hang in there, dude. You have to. But I'm, uh, I have doubts. Well, I feel like the power rankings guy, you can separate it from yourself. I mean, these are different people. He's different one in the same now. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, so many different things happened. I feel like Mahomes is probably going to be okay. Aaron Rodgers still kind of TBD. The Giants, they're competitive. Geno Smith, he was dealing. That was crazy. Soldier Field was underwater. And um, your previous Niners ranking. From week one, also Mm -hmm. underwater. Uh, A lot of heat for this one. Niners fans checking in. People all over the place. King Power says, uh, Dan Hansis, so does this make the Niners the new 32 team or maybe the Bears the number three? (laughs) Not how it works, King Power. Not going to lie. I don't understand why people don't understand that you, like people say, it's not the power standings. It's the power rankings. And Very good job by the Bears. I don't want to take anything away from the Bears. And I understand if I was a Bears fan and some jabroni that does the power rankings had them at last and they had the Niners at three, I'd probably be in their mentions, too. So I'm not mad at it. Mm -hmm. I get it. But also, please, this is a this is a perfect example not to overreact because the 49ers. Yes, we knew this is going to be a little bit of a process with Trey Lance. And then you put him in on the road in a monsoon where the, like you said, Soldier Field's underwater. How much are you really supposed to take out of that game? What I took out of it was the Bears are ready and they made big plays in the second half and I respect them for that. But if, th- if you think I'm going to get off the Niners bandwagon and get on the Bears bandwagon because of one game, I'm not there yet. But I did show respect to the Bears. I moved them up 
Obviously. This was a crazy game to watch. The fact that it was raining so hard, the paint came off the field. I've never seen a game where Good the broadcast call. had to have the black lines. That's a great painted. call, That Connie. was so weird. And I, I did like the rain. It You know, obviously it was miserable all during leading up to the game, raining during the game. And then it started to look like maybe it was drying out. And then the rain was like, hey, I just want to send one more <laughs> message. Like, I'm in charge here. I'm Mother Nature. And just destroyed the field in the last five minutes, which, oh, by the way, contributed as well, because by the end of that game, in the last half of the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter. It could have been Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Nobody was scoring points on that field. It was just a wild game from start to finish. The Niners, it was sloppy. I mean, the weather was sloppy. The play was sloppy. But the Niners, their penalties were so bad. Not a good look. 12 for 99 yards. I think the San Francisco defense... They had three different penalties on third down, and that gave the Bears a fresh set of downs each time, and I believe they scored a touchdown on each one of those drives. So it was just kind of a mess. Debo Samuel, he fumbled on the opening drive. But what did you think? First of all, we heard about Kyle Shanahan saying that they would listen to trade offers from Dallas for Jimmy G after week one. (laughs) Obviously, that changes now with the timetable shifting for Dak Prescott. We'll get to the Cowboys and their issues in a second. But thoughts just in general on Trey Lance. Can you take anything away from that based on how the gate, the conditions of the game and everything else? Not really, but I I will say like what we saw from Lance in week one was similar to what we saw in his limited duty uh, in 2021, which is his legs and his ability to move and scramble and pick up yards that way. That, that's already ready to go. He's fully formed, but he's a work in progress as a passer. And I'm just not prepared to like make any judgment on where he's at until we can get him on a, a dry turf. It, mm-hmm. It's just absurd. And, and the, they should, they're wise not to move Jimmy G. I don't care what's going on with Dallas because it does, like we said last week, give San Francisco an out in case Trey Lance Cannot play the guitar, yeah, as they say. That is true. So the Niners, they are no longer in the top five. But let's talk about who made the top five. New top five. We <laughs> do, everybody. We got two new is that teams. A song? What in was it. That? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's a work in progress. <laughs> so the Bills, they remain unchanged at number one. They I looked, nailed that. They Can we at gorgeous. least all agree that I nailed having Bills? After what we saw on Thursday night. Really great job. You're not going to hear any flack from anyone on that. Then you have the Chiefs. They enter the top five chat from seven to two. So up five spots from last week. Yeah. The Bucks they move up a spot from four to three. The Rams, they fall back two after that loss to the Bills. And then here come the Chargers. Number five up four from number nine last week. We're going to talk about them. But yeah. the Chiefs at... Number two, after everybody kind of was doubting this team, talking about how difficult the division is and Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill and can Andy Reid evolve this offense? We'll find out. Well, I mean, look, they they did a great job against the Cardinals. That was dominant. The Cardinals got run out of their own building there. And yeah, I thought it was really interesting how Mahomes almost to send a message to everyone. You doubted me because Tyreek Hill is in Miami through the five touchdown passes. Four of those touchdown passes went to different receivers. Travis Kelsey was still the hero of this attack with eight for 121 and a touch on nine targets. But I thought it was interesting, Connie, and something to watch going forward. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who 
was a first round pick uh, the year or the spring after they won the Super Bowl a couple years back, and then kind of disappointed, certainly disappointed fantasy owners in his first two seasons. Of People not were being drafting that guy. him like first overall in their fantasy drafts. Hey, I, I've been there. I took him in the back of the first round, I believe, <laughs> his rookie year because you heard the way he was explained coming out of college was this dude's can't miss. You put him in this offense, it's going to be unfair. And I just it just makes you think that now that Andy Reid did go back to the lab and he's cooked up this new offense, maybe this gives Edward Solaire a whole new look. And I know his numbers don't act, like jump off the page in week one, but if you watch that game, you saw something different going on with Edward Solaire. So I thought the whole offense looked excellent. Juju Smith-Schuster fit right in, and uh, they were an easy number two this week. It, it's really interesting that Mahomes targeted nine different players in this game. And you think, I don't know, maybe this potentially unlocks something even more from Mahomes not having Tyree kill there and having to spread the ball around all the different options that they have because four different players had a touchdown pass and two, two receiving uh, touchdowns were from running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So like right. you're right when you say that we saw something different from him. It was um, a super interesting, I think. Decision for the Cardinals to blitz Mahomes oh. so much? Like, I mean, like why? What are what are we doing? I don't here? know what the what? Cardinals are doing, <laughs> and well, you know, I don't know if we're not really digging on the Cardinals right now, but they were not ready to play in that game. They were not ready for what the Chiefs were bringing, and uh, that should be a warning sign because Arizona—that's how they looked at the end of last year too against a superpower. Yeah, so uh, not great for the Cardinals. The Chiefs, though, they are in the number two spot. Spags' defense—it's showing up early this year. It usually takes a little bit of time to get ready, um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But you know, in case you didn't catch it, the Chiefs—they aren't the only AFC West team in the top five. The Chargers joined them at five, but some separation here with the rest of the division because you had all four. AFC West teams ranked in your top 11 last Mm. week. And we're going to get to the Raiders and the Broncos soon. But the Chargers, they didn't Charger. And Khalil Mack, where have you been? Hello, my friend. He looked great. I mean, that was as good a debut as they could have hoped for. They had six sacks of Derek Carr, who always seems a little shook when he's against uh, the Chargers. And I think it was Joey Bosa last year who made some uh, comments in the media that they could tell, like, you know, he, he's a guy that gets frazzled in the pocket. And what happened? Six sacks. Mac has three of them. In general, it was a great, it was a great start for the Chargers. And b- by the way, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of any promotional materials you have planned, Connie, but Thursday Night Football is Chargers Chiefs Such a good at one. Arrowhead. So this is going to be a great test for the Bolts. But I thought, yeah, it was notable, A, that they got big um, debuts from several new players, Obviously, Mac, but also tight end Gerald Everett, who looked like a player in this offense mm-hmm. and helps in Justin Herbert's throwing you the ball. DeAndre Carter stepped up when Keenan Allen went out with the hamstring. Uh, so you, you take a step back and you're like, OK, that was a game where they could have easily given it away. And they've done that 100 times in the past because charge is going to charge her. In this case, it didn't happen. Will J.C. Jackson play on Thursday? I would love to see a full power Chargers go into Arrowhead and make a huge statement. That's such a good game. It's such a great matchup this early. And Herbert, like Mahomes, he targeted nine different players. He looked dialed in. He had those three touchdowns. He's awesome. I, he really, I mean, obviously. Like, He's my MVP pick. And like, I didn't see anything that game. Well, Mahomes is like, no, I'm going to win MVP. That's yeah. how it came out of week one. But uh, Her- Herbert is just going to continue to the people that think he's somewhat of a media creation because there is a segment of football Twitter that pushes back at certain people in football Twitter saying you need to pay attention to how special this guy is. 
Just keep watching this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Khalil Max, his sacks came at crucial times as far as the defense goes. This was just like a really solid game for them. And the other team that also plays at SoFi, the team that won the Super Bowl there, but yeah. lost to the Bills to open the season this year, they are now at number four in the rankings. They couldn't run the ball. Matthew Stafford was just nonstop harassed in this game. He was sacked seven times with an elbow injury that's already a concern at this point. So now you have offensive line shuffling going on with guys getting hurt. I mean, this is... This is something I'm concerned about, but you, not so much. Not you didn't really ready. drop them too I'm much not yet. selling you. I dropped them two spots. Uh, and earlier on Monday when I'm going through the process, they were a little further down. And then I gave it some final thought at the end of the night. And I was just like, just relax. I mean, the, the, the Rams are the Rams. They're going to be fine. Week one, Thursday night opener is funky. Yeah. It was like, a listen, we live in Los Angeles here. In that building, it was horrific. It, it was, was like, so hot here. It felt like it was 120 degrees uh, at SoFi Stadium. And you could say, well, it didn't bother the Bills. And you're right. The Bills showed up ready to play and ready to make a statement themselves. And they absolutely did that. And Sean McVay, after the game, had said that he was humbled and we weren't ready to go. And all that's right. And all that really makes me think is that the Rams are too good not to Learn from that. Say, okay, this is how a title defense starts. Oh, he, oh, this everybody's coming for us now. And I would not be surprised if you get a really good bounce back performance from Los Angeles this week where they look great, look as good as they did look bad last Thursday. I'm okay on the Rams right now. Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup, he still was Cooper Cup. He still had a, a great game. Yeah, that was like the literally the only thing. Cooper Cup fantasy owners. That's it. The only thing connected to the Rams <laughs> that people were cool with. And also... Ozzy Osbourne sung at halftime, and they're like, Ozzy, all right. Ozzy's been through some stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And listen, they lowered the lowered him into the stage and wheeled him off. So I don't know where he's at physically, but he sounded great. He so, did. The Rock out. was there. Uh, I I do find the Rock it. physically is a specimen. That's another good thing that happened connected to the Rams. Uh, I mean, what truly, a body on the truly. Rock. <laughs> but when you say that you initially had the Rams lower, yeah, and like then seven, you kind eight, of like nine. really, that's what I was no, wondering. Just like, like chill, dude. Okay, like, so don't you're be not that overreacting. guy. Don't be that power rankings guy. Mm-hmm. Be the P- power rankings guy. And that's that's, that's what you are. The authority on the rankings. So the Rams offense. What a blowhard. They look jerk. <laughs> they look, looked out of rhythm. But hey, the Rams former offensive coordinator, the new head coach of the Vikings, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell. He looked like he was making some power moves presented by Energizer. Nice. Do you know Looking the New York good. Post used to. Uh, mercifully come after Alec Baldwin, who's a New York gossip staple uh-huh. for decades. And they would refer to him, capital T, capital B, the bloviator. In wow. Articles. Yeah. So that's, you could um, call me that too. That's a really cool fun fact. I there love that one. Nug. That was a nug for you. Okay. So here we go. We have the power moves of the week. And um, I got more nugs on New York I, Post. I know you uh, do. I know you do. The Vikings, they were the biggest <laughs> riser this week. They were up 13 <laughs> spots to seventh. Uh, the Giants and Bears, they both jumped seven spots to 21 and 25, respectively. And then the Dolphins, Seahawks, and Commanders moved up six spots to 13, 18, and 24. But yeah. Let's dig in on the Vikings. I love the Vikings. Can I just say something, Connie, about Please. that? If you if you see jumps like that, like plus 13 or minus 12, the Cowboys had a major drop this week we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay early on in the power rankings. But if you see me having to do that once we get into the flow of the season, it means I'm doing something wrong. So, so this stuff happens only in the beginning of the year where you're really just trying to figure out the lay of the land. 
So big jumps, big drops don't typically happen unless a team suffers a catastrophic injury Mm -hmm. or something otherwise outrageous happens. You won't see this typically. At what point in the season should that be concerned? Exactly week five (laughs) at 1.41 p.m. (laughs) Eastern time. It will not happen anymore. All right. The aforementioned Vikings. Let's talk about them. Head coach Kevin O'Connell, the biggest power mover. I thought that... (laughs) Listen, he's, he's, uh, I, what's it, what are these, um, when you go to the gym, yeah. uh, like the power, power lifting, yeah, squatters? like the clean, aren't they clean? Oh, the, uh, the lift and jerk, is it? There's like a cleaning one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Something clean, clean and jerk. Know. Is that a thing? It's, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, don't know Kevin O'Connell about. was doing it. He called a really balanced game. He was uh, doing a clean and jerk. Yeah. That's okay. what, that's what producer Drew just mentioned in my ear. So I think that's right. And he's um, yoked. So tell me about the Vikings, what you thought about them. Awesome. Awesome performance. I saw an an insane stat um, this morning, which is that this is only the second game in Kirk Cousins' career, and he's been playing a while. I think he was a fourth-round pick in 2012. The second game in his career where the team he was playing on allowed seven points or less. Whoa. Mac Jones has played one game to his second year in the league, and that's already happened four times to him in his rookie year. So it does get your mind racing. I know Cousins is a, a punching bag um, in general, but like maybe he's never actually been with a truly all-around team. And I'm not ready to say that's who the Vikings are because I think they did a great job on defense, but Green Bay's working some thing out, things out. But if the Vikings do perform at a high level on defense, this offense is really good. And it centers, of course, on Justin Jefferson, who. Oh, my God. He gained uh, four yards of separation on average on his receptions uh, this week. And in general, looks like the best wide receiver on the planet, with all due respect to Cooper Cup. But I think Jefferson has that Moss DNA where he could just destroy a game at any time. Yeah. The first half alone, he was six for 158 and two touchdowns. Like, he, ha- he absolutely lit it up. And. When I was up there at training camp and I talked to Justin Jefferson a little bit. How's their facility? Time. Oh, my God. You've heard. It's, it's a gorgeous. nice facility, it's right? It's beautiful. I'm not. <laughs> gorgeous. It's so nice. It's brand new. Gorgeous. <laughs> but he absolutely, his whole face lit up when I asked him about having, for the first time ever in his career, an offensive head coach, an offensive line uh, yeah, head coach. Yeah, yeah. And he just like talked about what a difference it would make and it's not an exaggeration when I say that that team in general, when I was up there, like they look lighter and looser and like they're having they more fun. And my God, you can see it on the field as well. But I think that the Vikings defense, how much of a difference do you think that will make for this team in the long run, considering now that they have Zadarius Smith, who just like put it on. the Yeah, Packers? I again, I'm going to I'm going to pu- I'm going to push pause or hold on getting too pumped about the defense, but it did look really good. And their offense put them in a, in a good situation by getting ahead early in that game. Uh, but they also, on the very first play of the game, Patrick Peterson got toasted for what would have been a touchdown. Right. Uh, but Watson dropped the ball, which is an issue for Green Bay. Um, so maybe the game's totally different. So let's. I just want to push pause on Push Minnesota's pause, defense, but they're your biggest but I power hit, move. I want to hit play. I want to bang that play button <laughs> on this offense okay. of Justin Jefferson. They are going to score a lot of points. And to what you were saying, Kevin O'Connell, one of the criticisms of Minnesota was their offensive game plan, despite the fact that they would put up big numbers um, with their core in place. 
it wasn't imaginative. And they were moving Jefferson all over the field, putting him in motion. And the Packers are like, man, we don't know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. And the Packers are one of the better defenses in the league. I think that's going to be just the start of this. I think Jefferson could, I don't want to get crazy here. What? But in a push seven, play on it, what? 17 game season, I think he could flirt with 2,000 yards receiving. Ooh. I think he's that. I think that's where we're at. Are you like entering the MVP conversation with him? It's never happened. It's never been done. Wide receiver, but maybe if there was, good, well, if it wasn't Jerry Rice, it should never be anyone or Randy mm, Moss. That's true. But Jefferson should get votes at the very least. Okay. So, They're never going to give an MVP to Kirk Cousins, though. So it's this, never, it's not going to happen. This feels like a, the situation in place. Like you're going to give the MVP to Joe Montana over Jerry Rice. Second time they've come up on the show. But you're not going to give the MVP <laughs> to Kirk Cousins when you can give it to Justin Okay, Jefferson. alternate universe, though. How would Kirk Cousins be able to get it? If there is one scenario that he is being awarded the MVP at the end of the season, what did he do? 50 touchdowns. Vikings go 18-0 and in the regular season, even though there's only 17 games. <laughs> Perfect. No, a okay. hundred touchdowns. So <laughs> they're never going to give Kirk Cousins the MVP. Well, at least right now they can be happy with seventh on your power rank. Do you remember when he did the gender reveal and he threw the <laughs> How ball could and I forget? missed the target and it was like, that's a quarterback. Bro. Leave Kirk alone. He had a great week one. He'll never Here get the go. MVP, but I'm excited for that offense. Your teams from six to 10. We have the Ravens at six, the Vikings, like we just talked about at seven Packers at eight Bengals at nine and then Eagles at 10. Um, How you like that? A little Eagles. Have, you know, listen, top 10. hello, AJ Miss Brown. Philadelphia. He yes. looks real nice. Yes, he does. Um, but yeah, we uh, the defense. I don't know, but the offense yeah. looked awesome. Yeah, they Nick Sirianni, great job with that. Um, maybe get Devonte Smith uh, involved, but yeah, that was weird. That was a little strange. However, but I think, he scored thirty eight points. So yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Right. Fine, but I think one of the things that struck me from Week One as the most bizarro game and the most bizarro performance was in that division, and it was the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I mean, we talked about the biggest risers with the Vikings, but there was a lot of power failures out there, too. Dan, a lot this of people's power, power just going out. Um, and that's what happened in Dallas. The Cowboys at the top of the list, um, down 12 spots to number 27 Yeah. after that disaster in Dallas. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But the other... Teams that fell, you have the Niners and Broncos both falling eight spots down to 11 and 16, respectively. And then the Cardinals, Panthers, and your poor Jets stumbled six spots each to 22, 29, and 32. So the Cowboys, they fell the hardest from uh, 27 from 15. That's a free fall. And I mean... I wasn't buying into the offseason hype because I was worried about C.D. Lamb being the number one guy. I was worried about that offensive line and a lot of different pieces, a lot of talent leaving the defense. But damn, that was miserable. It was miserable, Connie. And I I think, uh, you know, I wasn't buying on the Cowboys entering the season, but I also was pushing back a little bit on people not giving them a chance. So just to give you an idea, I think I had them 15 entering week one. I did. And. Um, had Dak just got out of that game frustrated instead of with a busted thumb, mm. I probably would have had him around probably 22, 21, 22, 23. They plummet now because even with the news and the reports on Tuesday that he might be out for just four weeks, that also feels maybe overly aggressive. We saw it happen when you rushed back yeah. Russell Wilson last year from his finger injury, and he was not the same guy. I feel it's got Cowboys written all I, over it. I was it. just thinking you know, about just that. Like, 
Guys. Because I remember when Russell Wilson got hurt that Thursday right. night game. I think it was Pete Carroll was someone on the team, and they were like, Russell Wilson is one of the great healers in right. the game. And that was also said about Dak Prescott. He's a really great healer. Like, I, I don't know. Is that something that I you're really good at healing? I think you don't want to play quarterback in the NFL if your thumb is 70% on your no. throwing hand. But yeah, this so the factor why they plummet 12 spots and are now in the bottom six of the league to me is, yeah. Cooper Rush is now the quarterback and all those problems before Dak hurt himself when Shaq Barrett slapped his hand, they look really bad before then. And they weren't the type of problems like, Oh, what the Rams, for instance, I could say bad week one, wash it out. No, it looked like CD lamb was struggling to be mm-hmm. that number one guy with all the attention. They didn't have someone else that they could trust and throw the ball to the running game. Wasn't really moving. The offensive line wasn't doing their job. I just, I even at a four week timetable, I think the Cowboys are in deep, deep trouble and are going to be climbing uphill in your Eagles. Again, everything coming up Eagles right now. That division is wide open for them right now. Listen, uh, let's not get like, you know, too uh, Just let's not pretend. Let's not pretend because I know Eagles fans, you know, Wolf here, Sean Kelly behind the glass, your husband, Gonzo. Everyone's like, we don't even want to. We don't want to talk about it. Like they're not talking publicly, but behind the scenes, Eagle fans are like, you guys. This is amazing. Not only are we the most talented team and we're probably going to win a bunch of games. uh, The Cowboys are done. The Giants, whatever, cute win, bro, on Sunday. But you're the Giants and the commanders have Carson Wentz. We walk into the playoffs (laughs) as the division champions. Like the Eagles fans aren't telling you about this. Is Drew Christensen, our producer, also an Eagles fan? No, he's a Raiders fan. Uh, Okay. Yeah. But well, okay. So the thing I thought he was. No, uh-uh. I'm learning I mean, maybe, more and more about Drew. You are. We yeah. we all are. And yeah. as are the listeners. Yep. Um, but yeah, Cooper Rush for whether it's four weeks, whether it's six he's weeks. He's going to be terrible, but it's not going to be his fault. Yeah. Well, because he's Cooper Rush. And if if uh, Dak Prescott is out for six weeks, that includes three division games and games against the Bengals and the Rams. So... It's not like the schedule is helping them out in any way either. I think it would be a minor. What's the schedule? What, what do they got? Let's go through it real quick. Here. All right. So let me pull it up. I know they have three division games and they're hoping that Dak Prescott is back for, I think it is uh, the 10th against the Eagles, but they have the Giants, they have Washington, and they definitely have the Bengals and the Rams. Yeah. I mean, they'll be, if they can get through this at, Two and three will be a miracle. And then you could reset and either come get the Eagles in the division or be in a wild card chase. But you have to be, you have, we have to be honest here. There is a scenario here where they're one and four, oh, and five when Dak gets back. And then against the, again, things working out for the Eagles. You get Dak super it. rusty with at probably far less than 100%. It just put a lot on a quarterback who's already got his back against the wall. Bad times in Big D. Bad timing there. Um, and then, man, talk about timing and clock management. We got to go to the Broncos. Oh, um, come on. I mean, now it's 16th, and come on. oh my goodness, Nathaniel Hackett. That's tough. I that feel debut, bad for Hackett. You know, I I was watching his press conference, and it just made my heart sort of ache a little bit because I yeah. know that he is going to just get crushed, and he has been getting crushed. Here's the thing. That was rough. This is why. I try to do this and okay. I grew up, I grew up in New a York. Town. I grew up in a cult town. I grew up listening to sports talk radio where the idea of humanity behind the athlete wasn't recognized. Typically, right. you're either a bum or you're a God. So I'm trying to be better about that as I get older. Okay. I'm a father That's now, like, Connie. I'm a so bloviator now. Mature of you. And Nathaniel Hackett, I try to think about it. Like I'm annoyed watching 
Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos blow that game. But I'm also thinking to myself, that man has a family. Well, he does have a family. He waited his whole life. He was waiting all life for Monday night. Okay. (laughs) And he's on the sideline and his entire world is watching and rooting him on. And that's how the game ends with him essentially setting his team on fire with indecision. And Russell Wilson, who, by the way, has been playing the league for a long time, didn't give him any help either. Um, the Manning cast. I don't know if you caught that. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning nearly had a stroke. He was trying to reach through the screen to call a timeout for the Broncos. <laughs> so, yeah, you fumble twice at the one yard line and lose both fumbles. You fail on another red zone attempt, another red zone trip. And then you end the game with a ghastly clock mismanagement to get to a 64 yard field goal, which you missed twice, by the way, mm-hmm. um, because one was waved away by a timeout. It couldn't be worse. It's a horrible start to the season for the Broncos. And I feel like I sucker, Connie, because I, I made the mistake. I'm owning up. Number eight was too generous entering the season for Denver. I, I needed to see it first. Mm-hmm. And then I see a coach who looked in over his head and a quarterback who couldn't make the big play when it counted. Uh, so that's why they drop to where they are down to 16, which is a fringy playoff. Team. I mean, look, just week two, but come on now. The the clock management of it all, like I lived through Andy Reid in Philadelphia and that was a whole situation. So I, I've, I've seen that. I've felt that pain before. But that moment, week one with Russell Wilson there Tick. back in Seattle. Tick. And I mean, you're Tick. you're, you're going to have him watch from the sidelines and kick, try and kick a 64-yard field goal? I mean, I just... And then he doubled down on it afterwards, Nathaniel Hackett did, in the post-game because press conference. Because he felt like he had to... Oh. This is all new. Like, he he then had to face the music right down to, like, calling timeouts um, to stop the clock in a kneel-down situation. I think he, at that point, was in the weeds a little bit and just trying to work his way through it. A lot of people, I think, went too far and said things like, Nathaniel Hackett had the choice for a 64-yard field goal or to trust his $7 trillion new quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I don't think it's that. I think he got a little bit, you know, like Derek Carr in the pocket. He got a little shook, and he he botched it. And I hope he learns from it, and the Broncos get better in these in this capacity. But it was... It was not good. It was unfortunate. Um, so that is how that week one game went down. Monday Think about night, the human, closing it out. Connie. Listen, that's all I do. The human. I. Uh, that's. I Are am we human? Drowning in it, the emotions of it all. Um, let's Connie? talk about your teams eleven through seventeen, though, because okay. the Niners, as we already talked about at the top of the show, they went from three last week to eleven. We have the Saints at twelve, Dolphins at thirteen, Raiders at fourteen. The Colts at 15, Broncos 16, and then the Titans at 17. So this was a you know tough week for the AFC I, South. It was. Nobody won a game. Can I do one more Mia culpa? Because I think yes. I don't think I had the Browns slotted or excuse me, the Broncos slotted in properly at eight to start the season uh-huh. because I went too much of a projection there. Did the same thing with the Niners. In retrospect, I should have had them near the bottom of the top ten, but I had them at three because I was buying stock. I I got to try to avoid buying stock Market without corrects, seeing anything right? yet. That's what we're doing um, here. So where they are now, the Niners, is not a reflection of me now doubting them, dropping eight spots. It's more like, eh, maybe this is kind of where they should have been until we figure out what the Trey Lance situation is. Okay, that's fair. And everyone who added you on Twitter is feeling pretty good right yeah, now. Take your W's okay. while, they, while you can. Colts and Titans, they are the highest ranked in the division at 15 and 17. But why did the Colts get the edge there? 
over the Titans. Yeah. Uh, the Titans lost at home to the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. So that's, you got to get dinged for that. Okay. And um, that's about as far as it goes. Derrick Henry didn't look like Derrick Henry in week one. It's, again, early. Ryan Tannehill didn't look like a guy that had a number one wide receiver anymore with A.J. Brown in Philadelphia now. So their inability to close out that game, it's not a reason for panic, but it's a reminder that even last year when they were the number one seed, this isn't a dominant superpower. Mm -mm. They're a well-coached, good team with solid uh, players on it, but they can get picked off if they get sloppy and don't execute the way they did late in that game against the Giants. As for the Colts, this still feels like, and it's been this way for years now, like a toss-up division. It's between these two teams. I still kind of think that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, they're just very fortunate to to get out of week one with a tie with the Texans. So they, neat, put it this way. The AFC South did not cover itself with glory in week one. No. And I understand the Colts. They haven't won a season opener since like 2013. I tweeted that it hasn't been since Jonathan Taylor was in eighth grade. They always start slow. <laughs> but I thought maybe this time would be a little bit different with all of the changes they made in the offseason. And they were playing the Texans. But at least... Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman, they found that connection. Sure. So that looks good. The The offense just needs maybe a little bit more time they'll to be, gel at this point. They'll be better than they were with Carson Wentz, but people throw out the fact that they won 9 of 12 with Carson Wentz in mm-hmm. the middle of last season. And is Matt Ryan going to be a huge upgrade? I think one of the things they got to upgrade though on is the kicker. Again, we're going to think Blankenship? the human side of this. And we know we love Rodrigo Blankenship's ability to play Legos and, and all that. But... Uh, yeah, I don't trust that guy in a big. I spot. trust his glasses, but maybe not his leg. So maybe he needs. That's lace probably not know. the the order you want to go in when <laughs> no. you're talking about an NFL place kicker. Like amazing glasses, I trust your glasses, but your ability to kick it through two and his wheelies uprights. too. Yeah, yeah, I know he's got to see the uprights though. I get it. Um, okay, speaking of order, we got teams 18 through 22 coming in at 18 Seahawks. 19 Steelers, 20 Browns, 21 Giants, and then 22, you have the Cardinals. So we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll talk about all of this, the second half of your list, when we come back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Moving through Dances' week two power rankings here. We got 23 through 27. The Patriots coming in at 23. Their Ooh. offense is still MIA. You know, Tua is yeah. 4-0 lifetime against Belichick. You want to talk about sign of the times? It's crazy. That's it's not the way it used stat. to be anymore. Things have changed. 
24, you have the Commanders Tua. taking command there. Uh, the Bears at 25 after the Wild Monsoon gain. Uh, you have at 26, the Lions. They just you didn't have enough grit yeah, this just uh, first week. Only two teams didn't move. The Lions are one of them. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Get a stop. And then the Cowboys at 27. We just outlined all of their issues. Um, so we got the Bears and the Giants both moving on up after those upsets. So who had the more impressive win, in your opinion? See the Bears. You had the Bears, Bears at 32. They're going to get mad at me again because I'm not trying to denigrate what they accomplished But Dan against doesn't the care about what they think, right? I don't because... It was stupid. The weather was stupid was in stupid. Chicago. <laughs> and that made that game totally bizarre and strange and kind of fun to watch. Uh, so, again, great job by the offense and Justin Fields for taking care of business in the second half, getting those scoring drives, taking advantage of the mistakes of the Niners. And Justin Fields has elite playmaker ability. We see it. It's be- starting to become like a, a tradition now where he does that crazy scramble move and throws across the uh-huh. field and he's, he's got it. It's just, can you build around it? So they jump up to 25 and the bears fans that think they should be number three now because they beat the number three. <laughs> you just, you don't get it. So just sit down, enjoy your football, have a bratwurst. The giants had the more impressive win to mm-hmm. me uh, because they were in Nashville they were against the Titans team that, like I said, I don't think they're a true superpower, but that's a good team. It's a well-coached team. The Giants fell behind, and it was like, okay, this is going to be a typical Giants opener, and all my buddies on my uh, text thread from home are going to just be complaining while I'm trying to work on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But no, like they came back. Saquon Barkley looks like the Saquon of 2018, really which does. is a really exciting, fun development for football fans, uh, but especially Giants fans. And then, yeah, Brian Dable. Listen, you have to understand, like I was speaking about WFAN earlier and the culture of a sports fan in the tri-state area back east. The Joe Judge experience, the Giants fans are not about that. They were furious that this is how this Tiffany franchise was being run. So to have Brian Dable enter the building and then in the first game of his career, pull an anti-hackett and say, hey, guys, trust me, let's do this two-point conversion, let's win this thing. And then, of course, the football gods are going to push the Big Bone Randy field goal wide left because you get rewarded for having onions in a spot like that. Good job for the Giants, Brian Dable and their fans, which have gone through a lot of bad football in the last Yes. Congrats to the Giants. You have a winning record for the first time since 2016. You know, it's just, you know, the Eagles fan, it's not good enough (laughs) to have a cakewalk to the (laughs) NFC East title. It's not good enough to have a loaded roster. It's not good enough to have a a dramatic Super Bowl win over Tom Brady like three years ago. You got to stomp on the Giants. Oh, yeah. You have a a prison (laughs) underneath your football field. That was the vet. All right. Whatever. And that was kind of amazing, please. (laughs) It was, actually. Let's go to best of the rest, 28 through 32. A prison. Not a jail. No, no, no. It it was... uh, 30,000 people worked there. It was basically a court that they had down there. With like a oh, judge. how do you know? Colleen? I don't know. Tell us about your teenage years. At 
28, we got the Texans. And then at 29th, the Panthers. The judge is fair. What, Colleen? Um, Baker Mayfield did not get his vengeance on the Browns. At 30, we got the Falcons. We're he said that thing, by the way. Go them. on. Yeah, I mean, ugh, he said it. poor Falcons. Then the Jaguars and Doug Peterson making his debut in Jacksonville at 31. And your Jets coming in for a landing at 32. Oh, stop it. No landing. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's a great host job. Best uh, of the rest, no, everybody. Can I say that um, if for football... And- Dan, I'm warmed up now. I'm ready to go. Good. Should we start the show? Yeah, and the brand, <laughs> it's all good. I like that the our bottom quadrant, the 25 to 32 of power rankings, all the teams either won outright or played a really competitive game. And that's good. We don't want a bunch of bottom feeders that are just getting blown up. Right. The only team that really disappointed... Uh, their fan base were the Jets, my team, the team I grew up with that I got sentenced to life uh, by a different type of court <laughs> to be a fan of. And uh, I'm just frustrated because the offense, I know Joe Flacco is the quarterback and there are limitations, but that's not how we were being sold as fans uh, heading into week one. We were being sold that this is an improved team on both sides of the ball and the Jets were going to be competitive and frisky this year. And then you got, again, 75,000 people go into MetLife Stadium. My dad was one of them. I was going to ask, Excited. how's your dad? Have you talked Excited. to him today? Is he all and right? You know what they got? They got nothing. They got a blowout loss and rained on for three and a half hours. And then I have to listen to Robert Sala, who I like. Dan, know. the human side, though. The human side. No, re- you know, receipts, great. Robert, receipts, great. How about results? Because this is enough. I mean, it's enough. You know what? We need to move on. We have 32 teams we to do. talk about. We do. But receipts are fine, but results are better. It's true. That's and it. That's a, that's my that's my response to my team's head coach. Well, I think a fan base that was equally as frustrated as Jets fans probably uh, I don't for think a you're going to find another fan well, base. Well, the Bengals were like that yes. for a very long time. Yeah, and guess what they got? They, results. They did. They not did. talking about receipts. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about results. Dan... Is this right, still we're happening? Gonna take, we're going to take I deep go home now? Here. Let's put a minute on the clock. Do the best of the rest. We're going to start with the Bengals. They fall from Receipts. five to nine. And um, Dan, I was told that the offensive line would be better. Yes. It's a reminder to all of us that when a team does spend a lot of money in free agency or makes draft picks, and then you go through the summer with your narratives in place, and, oh, and the offensive line is fixed. No, none of the, mm-hmm. especially offensive line. You need to see it in motion. And that also doesn't mean that they're they're cooked on their offensive line and they're not better, but it is a work in progress and it was not a great start. Burrow didn't have a good game, but the line did not look any better. That's concerning. Yeah, and Next Gen Stats, they pointed out that the Steelers got after Joe Burrow and didn't even need extra rushers to do it. They pressured Burrow 20 times without blitzing for a pressure rate of 37.7%. I mean, it was not good at all. And Burrow remember, struggled a lot. Joe Burrow has a reconstructed knee from his rookie season when the offensive line couldn't protect him. He limped off the field at the Super Bowl because he didn't get protected. They're flirting with disaster if this is going to keep going on. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I also don't like no love for the Falcons, huh? They played a great three quarters. <laughs> Dan, it was it was good for three full quarters. I know. Quarters. You know what? I see where you're coming from on this. Yes, I could have been a nice guy and given them a, like a pat on the head and moved them up a few spots. But ultimately, Connie, that was a hideous collapse. They they got to win that game. They have to. They had a 26-10 lead 
with less than 13 minutes to play. And then they surrender three straight scoring drives to Jameis Winston, who had done nothing before that point. Marcus Mariota had two key fumbles in the second half, one deep in Saints territory and another at an opportunity very late in the game where they could have salted the game away and kneeled on it. It was just like, I'm not bringing up, you know, the game. Oh, I know. The game. You don't know, do the it. Game. Don't do it. But I'm just saying, like, Falcons fans don't need anything like this, especially against the Saints. They hate each other. So that's just a bummer, Connie. Yeah. yeah. I wanted them to win that game. That would have been a nice Me W. Too. And they could not get it done. I don't know what it is. NFL research dropping this nugget that Atlanta's blown three 15-plus point leads since 2020, and the rest of the league has blown two 15-plus leads combined. That's Are it. you counting, you know, the thing? No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, we're not talking about that. We but will not was address. that included in that stat? I got to ask NFL research. Probably. Because if it's included in the stat, then you did bring up the thing. Not by name. Hey. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, I got one more question for you. Put a minute up there. Hardest team to figure out after week one. We know it's not the Jets. Yeah. The Steelers. The Steelers. Steelers are the hardest team to figure out because, yes, they got a dramatic win over Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, a statement win, if you will. A bit of a miracle because you needed a blocked PAT at the end of regulation and then another botch snap uh, for Cincinnati in overtime to make it happen. But you give them credit. Big win. Huge win. They're dancing in the locker room. So is Tomlin. It's fun. Mm -hmm. TJ Watt tears his peck. We don't know how serious if he's done for the year or just out for extended period. Terrible setback for that defense. And then the offense, less than 300 yards of total offense, and it looked like an offense being run by Mitch Trubisky. So while you have a great start, that's a concern. The offense and no Watt it could be devastating to them. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough to overcome. Another make bad up, offensive line. Makeup Fitzpatrick, though. He did look good. Outstanding defensive performance. Probably the best of his career. So that was something. To they take won't away. go in the tank on defense, but Watt makes them special. Mm, that's true. All right. So um, good stuff there. But thank you. Good listen, stuff by you as well. That's my that's my feedback to you. But <laughs> I am not the only one giving feedback. Put that on some T-shirt. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, we're doing this. It's time no, for no, no, fight no, 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 the power. Um, we love hearing your tweets. Uh, Josh says, how could you put insert team here at insert <laughs> position here? You're such a insert insult to intelligence here, Dan. Josh Brink has got it right. That's typically how it works. And that's why people don't realize that. As the years go on, when I do this, the the tweets and the fire that comes at me, is, I'm more and more impervious to it because I've seen it all. And yeah. it's, it's all kind of one note to me. Be better. I. That's another one. When I get told to be better, how about you be better, insulters? 
I love that because I think it's a challenge for everyone out there. Like maybe try and be more creative. Well, At be, some you know, point, don't get personal. we are calloused to yes. what you have to say. We put up a protective layer. Um, maybe this one will offend <laughs> you. Let's see. <laughs> Filthy Beast says the Chiefs should be number one. They were far more no, impressive weren't. than the Bills. No, they weren't. The Bills were incredible. The Chiefs are awesome in week one. You know, you heard it earlier on today's episode. Connie and I were chopping it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, the Bills who entered power re- the power ranking season at number one went on the road and embarrassed the defending champions. There, this, that was never a thought to put the Chiefs at number one. But there was also never a thought to put them anywhere else but number two. They're in a really good spot right now. But they can always work their way up to number one. Yeah, you the know? Bills can lose this week, and the Chiefs can spank the Chargers, and that very likely would happen. So, hey, long season, filthy beast. That's true. Oh, Everybody calm beast. down. 79. Okay, we got uh, another one coming in. Filthy beast. Lord Zito from the Pat McAfee Show. Ah, This yes. looks a little better <laughs> for the Bears ranking up seven points or spots to 25. I stick to my story. Yeah, I thought the uh, 32 was fair to where Chicago was as a team entering the season. And I think, yes, you get a win. I don't care what's going on with Mother Nature. That was a nice win and a great way to start the season. And yes, Justin Fields. Yes. Yes. He, he could be the dude. Whoa. He could be the dude. Just give him help. Okay. One more. One more fan check. I in. like Justin Fields. I like him no, more and more. Um, okay. So this comes in from <laughs> sad Texas sports fan at your take is dumb. <laughs> Will the Cowboys be above or below the Birmingham Stallions at 32? Yeah. There is a reality where Dak, and we don't want this to happen, has a setback and or they just realize he needs more time because they're pushing this four-week thing because they're scared and desperate right now uh, in the star uh, where they are a number 32 team this season. Like there are, I said this on Good Morning Football today, There are you could smell a terrible Cowboys season mm-hmm. from five Gerald Worlds away. Absolutely. You, it, it starts early. It starts with um, a bad game in primetime. It includes Jerry Jones either in his box or walking down a, a tunnel looking upset and just a gaggle of his assistants and minions walking behind him <laughs> uh, looking stern. Mm-hmm. That was what happened in week one. And usually it doesn't get better. Maybe they'll shock us, but I don't like where the Cowboys are heading this year. I will say in my power rankings of Twitter handles, your take is dumb is probably in the number one spot. Immediately, like- it's you're getting aggressive and you're saying, I don't even care what you're saying. It's wrong, and I'm right. That's kind of what Twitter is, as Noel Gallagher once said, the uh, playground of idiots. That's right. I I think that that guy is confident, and I love his confidence. Uh, I love your confidence as well, Dan. Well, I'm the bloviator. Great. <laughs> bloviator. So obviously the bloviator is going to have confidence. Week two, his power rankings, you can check them out online, nfl.com slash bloviator. No? Is well, that it? Maybe. Or power rankings. Or power yeah. rankings. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, make sure you send all of your takes to at Dan Hansen. NFL Power Rankings is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.